Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wednesday morning at Wax. Good morning. It's chore time here at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Jill with you as uh, both Jill and I made it up to the northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in Chippewa Falls yesterday. And that's before the fairs even officially started. But there was an awful lot of activity up there yesterday in the beautiful new buildings that are on the grounds in Chippewa Falls now. Not completely done. There's still some construction that has to be done, but uh, no problem getting the fair going. So it is uh, really, really a beautiful layout as far as the fair buildings are concerned. Jill, you've been around that fairgrounds all your life. You showed a lot of cattle in there growing up. What do you think of the uh, building and the exhibit area? I think it's phenomenal. There's room, there's space um, the upgrades that they've made in the wash rack, and and as a mom that spent a lot of time in the wash rack, <laughs> it's it's nice to not be standing in knee deep mud to yep. get this job done. Yeah, I always remember between the show barn and the pig barn, they'd uh, tie the cattle up there in that concrete every year. They had to call the pump truck because water got about two feet deep in there; it just got backed up. So. That's all been taken care of. Beautiful new buildings. I sat in there and watched the hog show yesterday. It really, it was, it looked like the same show ring except modern as far as, you know, you come in that back door and people come in the front door, bleachers all around the gates for the show ring. But it was, uh, just a modernized version of what the old Coliseum was. Absolutely. And that space in there and there was places to sit. And you could see 
Yeah. That's the biggest thing when you go to a show and you can't see what's going on. Yeah. But you're you're like right there. And I liked how the animals come in one way and they went out the other way, but they had spaces for them to be in the pens in between classes, and it was just really set up very well. Yep. So when you get to the fair this year, make sure you get to the rural end and take a look at the new buildings. They retained the old 4-H building on the end where the 4-H exhibits are, The you know, the rocketry and all that sort of the baking and the sewing and all the other woodworking and things like that. But uh, the uh, buildings for the animals, completely new. The show grounds, completely new as far as the arena is concerned. And I, I heard the judge for the hog show, if it was all over, he said, this is, I've judged a lot of places, this is uh, about the best show grounds now that uh, that I've been at. He said it was roomy for the hogs, which is important for hogs. You know how ornery they can get. And he said it's a beautiful facility. So uh, kudos to Rusty Volk and the others that uh, put this on. And, of course, all the folks that contributed so that uh, they could. I talked to uh, Bill, Bill. I talked to Kenny Custer yesterday, and we'll have that on in a day or so. Kenny Custer gave a nice donation for the Custer Coliseum, where the show arena is now. And he said, well, I didn't do it to get my name. If my name wasn't on the building, it wouldn't have bothered me a bit. He said, I was just here. The tradition, I went up here, my family's been up here, his dad Ernie and, and mother were part of this fair. He said, to carry on the tradition, and I'm just happy that I have the means now to be able to do that. And Rooney's and Phillips and all kinds of people uh, have their names on the building, but uh, again, as they said, they, they didn't care their name was on the building. They did it because the fair is important to get, to, and the kids, what did you say, record number of livestock? Yeah, the well, the beef barn is over full. Yeah, and they I had saw. to move over and do some into the dairy barn, but they said they're up on numbers all the way around. All right, so again, officially starts today. The Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. We'll also uh, look at some crop news today on WAG. It's busy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the official opening day of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair is today. Weather-wise, what's it going to look like? Let's find out. The weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams right now at ChilsonMotors.com. There is a slight chance of rain in the forecast for today, but uh, get up to the fair and get in the buildings. You'll have no problem if it does rain. But again, I'm not sure that chance. Daryl will be with us. Darren will be with us later on. 77 the high today, then partly cloudy. 82 tomorrow, 83 on Friday, 84 on Saturday. Maybe another chance of rain on Friday. We'll see. But it's uh, nice out there right now. Uh, we've got 61 degrees. We've also got a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, here's some other news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Intense storms that have hit the Northeast in recent days have caused catastrophic flooding in Vermont. Officials say floodwaters in parts of the state surpassed level seen when Hurricane Irene hit the region in 2011. These storms have forced evacuations and prompted closures as a travel ban was in effect on Tuesday, the same day that President Biden declared a state of emergency. Today, crews are expected to begin clearing debris from roadways in the capital city of Montpelier. Meantime, millions of people across parts of New York, New Hampshire, and Maine are also dealing with the massive rainfall. Former President Donald Trump is unlikely to participate in at least the first two Republican presidential primary debates. Ryan Shook reports. 
That news comes from Trump's longtime advisor, Jason Miller. In a recent interview, Miller said Trump's polling numbers are so strong it wouldn't make much sense for him to take part in the first few debates. Miller said Trump hasn't made a definitive decision on the matter yet, but is leaning towards not participating. He told reporters Trump is committed to debating President Biden in the general election if they are both nominated. I'm Brian Shook. A Chicago suburb is paying reparations to black residents, which could be a test run for the rest of the country. Lisa Taylor fills us in. Evanston has already paid 16 citizens from a $10 million package approved in 2019, according to the Evanston Roundtable. The committee expects to have paid $25,000 by the end of the year to 140 qualifying residents. Head of Thurgood Marshall Civil Rights Center at Howard University, Justin Hansford, told the newspaper he sees it as an experiment for the rest of the U.S. I'm Lisa Taylor. And the clock is ticking to avoid the largest strike in the U.S. since the 1950s. Talks between UPS and the Teamsters Union fell apart again. A majority of the 340,000 UPS workers voted to authorize a strike by July 31st. And economists warn that it could cause a major disruption to the U.S. economy. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Pretty nice day, pretty nice week for the fairs going on around the area this week. Our forecast brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps right now at ChilsonMotors.com. Again, there's a chance of uh, some rain moving through today. Not an all-day soaker by any means, but just passing through and not everybody will probably see it. High about 77, down to 58 tonight, 82 tomorrow, 83 on Friday. Another chance of rain on Friday, and then over the weekend should be beautiful. 84 on Saturday, 81 on Sunday, 78 on Monday. Right now, a little fog around Rice Lake and 55 degrees. Medford at 53, 62 in Wausau, 60 in Marshfield, 61 in La Crosse, 62 in Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie at 63 this morning. Milwaukee's at 66. And it's 61 right now outside our back door. Seven and a half minutes after five o'clock, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our look at the markets. Jill, the livestock update, please. Choice fed beef steers are 170 to 188 with mixed at 169 and down. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 184 with mixed at 169 and down. Choice fed Holstein steers are 150 to 163 with select and silage fed steers 149 and down. Cows are 80 to 107 with a top of 134. Bulls are 108 to 129. Butcher hogs are 51 to 92. Sows are 48 to 55 with boars at 21 to 29. New crop market lambs are 170 to 185 with a top of 210. Old crop market lambs are 115 to 155. Feeder lambs are 50 to 190 with a top of 202. Ewes are 47 to 110. Small goats are 20 to 160. Medium goats are 115 to 270. Large goats are 210 to 410. And nanny goats are 15 to 355. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, livestock futures were higher across the board. August cattle 178.82 up $1.62. October 181.72 up 177. December at 184.97 up 122 in February. 188.20, that was up $1.10. Feeder cattle for August, 247.15, that was up 90 cents. September feeders, 250.30, that was up 82. October, 252.10, up 87. November feeder cattle, 252.42, that was up 92. And January feeder cattle, $250.57, 100, up $1.07. 
Lena Hog Carcass contracts were also higher. July 10127 up 247. August 9757 up 340. October to 8297 up $1.80. And December at 7637. That was up 45. As we take a look at the numbers this morning in the Board of Trade, a little bit higher yesterday. And waiting on that USDA report for today. Overnight, December corn up another penny at 503. The oats 439 unchanged. Wheat down six to seven cents overnight at six seventy one. Beans up thirteen for November thirteen seventy three this morning. December meal up a dollar twenty at four hundred dollars and thirty cents a ton. Barrel cheese up two cents one forty two. The blocks up five and a half at a dollar and a half a pound. Butter down a half a cent at two forty eight and three quarters. July class three up six thirteen ninety eight. August up thirty four at fifteen twenty three. September up twenty seven at sixteen twenty eight. October. Up 24 at 17.09, and November up 4 at 17.46. And uh, that's the way the markets look. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. 61 degrees right now. It'll get a very pleasant 77 today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Earlier this week, temperatures were in the 90s. Now they've cooled off. But when they're in the 90s, that puts cattle other livestock under some stress. We're going to talk about that on our Provisions Partners program this morning. And uh, Josh Butler is with us, Livestock Production Specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative. And uh, Josh, it's been an up and down. We've had some really hot weather earlier, hot weather earlier this week, but earlier this summer. How much of a problem has it been, the heat stress on the cattle this year? Um, so, Bob, heat stress has been really bad this year, mainly just because we've had the high temperatures in the 90s the past few weeks. We kind of got a break here this week with a little bit of cooler weather. Biggest thing with heat stress, you know, when it occurs, like, a cow it just is generating and absorbs more heat than she can actually get rid of. And the main signs of that, we're going to see increased respiration, some sweating, and then uh, also increased body temperature as well. No, in a lot of cases, when it happens to us, we can go into air conditioning or we can do what we need to do, but we've got to do that for the cows. Why is it bad on them? How bad is it? How soon after this heat comes on will a cow show signs of heat stress? I would imagine housing plays a part in that. Correct, Bob. Yeah, so heat stress is really bad. Um, it costs the dairy industry an estimated $900 million annually. Um, that's due to lowered milk production, um, in, increased in health disorders, reduction in repro performance, um, reduction in dry matter intakes, and just lower immune function. So when a cow experiences heat stress, she just obviously isn't eating. I mean, we think of humans. You know, when, we, when it gets hot out, none of us really want to eat. Well, a cow is the same way except she's a much larger animal than we are. So as soon as the dry matter intakes decrease, that's when you're going to run into problems. When the dry matter intake decreases, what do we do? So some ways to prevent heat stress. A couple things to really look at. Um, We want to take a look at the shade. Recommendation there is usually to make sure 40 square feet per animal. A lot of people have that taken care of already, just being in free stall barns. Um, another thing is to look at the ventilation. Ventilation is really important. That is one thing that I seem to 
always pick up on or watch for is to make sure those fans are working properly in the barn. Um, our goal is to get 60 to 90 air exchanges per hour. I can tell you most of the time when I see heat stress at its worst, a lot of times the fans aren't working properly. Another thing that some farms also look at doing is sprinkler systems. The goal of that is essentially to put a nice layer of water over a cow and then she'll go lay down and get the fans blowing on her, which will then cool her down. Some other things, looking at drinking water, make sure your waters are working. That's always a, you know, can't stress that enough to people. And also some other things that we can maybe do on the feed side. Uh, we do have a product called Rally Dairy Pack. Um, this allows you to deliver some extra glucose and energy to the cow, which will actually help maintain those intakes. That's, that's the main goal. Whatever we can do to maintain intakes is going to help us in the long run from preventing health disorders. Josh, thanks for the update, and hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate so we won't have to deal with this the rest of the summer. Right, hopefully. That's for sure. That's what, All we can do is hope. Josh Butler with us, Livestock Production Specialist, headquartered mainly out of Auburndale, but covers the whole territory for Provision Partners. Josh with us this morning on our Provision Partners program. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, a lot to get to this morning. Coming up, again, we continue to promote the upcoming Farm Technology Day show down in Baraboo coming up uh, next week. Today we're going to hear a little bit about the food trucks. Normally going to the tents and everything like that. Be uh, This year they'll have the tents, but uh, a lot of the food's going to come out of the food trucks. and. <laughs> Those food trucks are going to be awful busy, so hopefully they can keep up with it, but uh, they think they can. So we'll hear how that's all going to work. They've got their plan, and they're sticking to it, so we'll hear about that. We'll also catch up with other farm news, how the crop's doing around the country. That's next on WAC. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 and a half after 5 o'clock. Again, 61 degrees right now, 77. A little chance of rain today. A scattered rain around the area. And the crops could use it, Jill, huh? They absolutely can. But they are looking better across the country, but they're a long ways from great. This week's crop progress report shows the nation's corn crop is now rated 55% good to excellent. That's up 4% from last week but down 9% from last year and the lowest rating since 2012. The report also shows 22% of the corn is silking, and that's ahead of both last year and the five-year average. Soybeans are now rated 51% good to excellent, like the corn crop that's up slightly from last week, but poorer than the five-year average. Over the past week, Nebraska crops have showed the most improvement. And here in Wisconsin, crops are lagging behind the national average in crop condition. Corn is rated just 45% good to excellent this week, but that is up 1% from a week ago, with soybeans rated 42% good to excellent, up 2% from last week. That report also shows 22% of the soybeans have bloomed, a little behind last year, and the five-year average. Also lagging behind last week in quality ratings are the oats at 46% good to excellent, with winter wheat at 58% good to excellent. State farmers are ahead of the normal pace for making hay as they are now have 69% of their second crop put up. Topsoil moisture continues to struggle with no surplus moisture in the state and ratings of 
29% adequate, 42% short, and 29% very short. So we need some of this uh, chance of rain in the forecast to come true. I mean, if you're going to northern Wisconsin State Fair and it rains, get into the building. I don't think the roofs leak anymore. <laughs> or the walls. <laughs> so I think things are in pretty good shape. All right, thanks, Jill. We'll take a look at more uh, crop news. Big report coming out today. We'll get some more results. Some results from the Northern Wisconsin State Fair unofficially began yesterday. The hog and the goat show and uh, and more stuff. Today it's sheep and it will be beef. And later on this week, uh, Portage County over at Amherst and also the Trempolo County Fair will all be going on. But we're going to hear about the food trucks at next week's Farm Technology Days. That's how we're going to eat at the show this year. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. In my experience, walking around Wisconsin Farm Technology Days will have you working up an appetite. And this year, your taste buds have something new to look forward to. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. More than 45,000 people are expected to attend Farm Tech Days happening July 18th through the 20th in Baraboo. And to feed all those people... There will be more than 20 food and beverage trucks, stations, and pop-up tents from across Sauk County. Ralph Pierce with Badger Steam and Gas is working with the food committee for this year's show, and he says this new approach to food is going to make for an overall more enjoyable experience for both show-goers and the vendors. A few years ago with our club, we started doing more food trucks. Um, We have found that... And I think that's what's going to happen this year at Farm Technology Day. We found we're offering the uh, the visitor more selection. You know, they come, they want a hot dog at 11 o'clock, but then it gets to be 2.30 and they get hungry again. They don't want the same hot dog. So we're offering more varieties of, of beef and pork and things like Mexican food and sweets and that kind of stuff so that the consumer, when they're here, the visitor can have a more enjoyable experience. So the food truck deal is working, going to work out better because we can offer more things other than just two or three food tents that offer the same hot dog, sweet corn, and hamburger, which there's nothing the matter with that, and they're great at the events. But the guy that's here, maybe working the booth for three days, gets a little tired of the same <laughs> bratwurst. Another element, then, by moving to the food truck system is you're losing the fundraising aspect of the food stand. Can you speak to that? Well, we found uh, after the pandemic we had trouble, and that's one of the reasons we went through more of the food trucks. The nonprofits, the church groups, the, the boys and girls club type of things from the schools were having trouble with some of the parents, still didn't want to have the, the contact with the consumer. They also were losing some of their members, so they didn't have enough people to do the job. So... Yes, they're losing some of their income that way, and they found some other ways to supplement it, but their biggest problem was is they couldn't do the job any longer. They're, uh, they didn't have the, the base of help to do the work. We still have some nonprofits. We, we, you know, we say food trucks and that, but they're not all just trucks or trailers. You know, we, have, we have tents and that, and we still have some nonprofits, um, but we've gotten... So that there's not as many nonprofits because they weren't able to do it. We lost that one the first year after the pandemic. We lost five vendors. So we had to supplement them. Well, instead of going out and trying to find and work like crazy on nonprofits that you contact and we don't have enough people, we don't have not the interest, uh, we started using the independent operators. And that's worked out very well. The consumer likes it. 
uh, we make money for our, our show because it costs us a lot of money to operate this larger grounds. So overall, it's a win-win. How many people do you anticipate coming through the food areas? Well, they're talking about at least 30,000 people, 10,000 people a day. It's a little more than what we normally have. For us, we do about 16 or 18,000 people. So the uh, food uh, vendors that they have should be able to handle the, the, the crowd. And um, that's the other thing we want to have enough so everybody is happy, but you have to have enough vendors and openings to, to take care of the crowd. Somebody doesn't want to stand in line 40 minutes waiting for a hot dog. So that's the other reason for food trucks. Now, another thing, too, a food truck, that's kind of trendy. So are you expecting to draw in maybe different audiences by having more uh, food varieties? I don't know if it's going to be different audiences. I think we're just going to please the audience we have more because we're giving them more opportunity and more things. I've been in the food business basically all my life, from supper clubs to grocery stores to working for the university. I was operated the uh, training table for the UW football team for four years. So... I look at it as making sure the customer has the opportunity to get what they want and what they need. So that's what we're trying to do is give them all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of variety to keep them happy. And so when they leave here, they they had a good day. Any unique setups that you had to do to accommodate food trucks? Any infrastructure that needs to go in or generators that need to be supplied? Anything like that? Well, we're supplying some electricity. That's the toughest thing out here and water supplies. But we have built that into our system somewhat. We can handle quite a bit. But there's areas where because of the setup, they're having generators. And they're told if they need to bring their own generators. And um, for our show, we bring in ice and freezers and that kind of stuff, too. This show's a little bit different. But uh, we try to work with the vendors to make sure they get what they need to do their job. Now, is this the largest crowd that Badger Steam and Gas will have on grounds? I'm sure it is. Like I said, they, they're expecting over 30,000 in three days, and we normally do about 16 or so. Not that the grounds can't handle it, but it's a different offering. So we are actually the Badger Steam and Gas Engine show in August is, uh, is one of the larger shows in the country, actually. But uh, this is a... a to a bigger, wider audience, and so there's going to be more people. But we've got we've talked to the um, uh, the local traffic people and uh, security and everything else. So everything's in place to take care of this group of people. You're going to have to clean up this show and turn around and get ready for your next show in about oh, less than a month. A month. It's, a, <laughs> it's a month, and uh, there won't be a problem because, like I say, we have the porta potty situation taken care of. We have the recycling taken care of. We're mowing now. We'll mow again and, and mark it out and. Our membership is, is large, um, not as many as the workers, but we have a good worker base to take over. So some of the work will actually be done because we've pre-mowed for this situation. So, um, And some of the food vendors that are going to be here for Farm Technology are also the vendors for our show. One of these vendors is Lunchbox Express. This food truck is one of more than 20 food vendors at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Becky Meyer is one of the owners, and she says the upcoming show will be the largest event they've served. She tells me how they're preparing for all those hungry people. Our business started in 2019. We originally just kind of was going to do it as a side thing. We all still work full time. So we just do a lot of events now. We'll be here for Badger Steam and Gas show. We do concerts in the park in Reedsburg and just a lot of events. And, uh... Concert in the park in Reedsburg is not going to be anything like Farm Tech Days. So, again, food trucks this year at Farm Technology Days. 28 minutes, and that's next week, 18th, 19th, and 20th. Down at Baraboo, if you're going from here down the interstate, 
Get off at exit 92, go to Highway 33 to Reedsburg, and it's, I don't know, quarter mile down the road. You can't miss it. It's right there. See you there next week. All right, we've got uh, markets to get to. Rocky's going to join us as we take a look at markets and news on Wax. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to the markets, see what the numbers are there. They've been pretty good lately, 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. And Rocky joins us. We go about uh, halfway between here and Abbotsford. Stop it with you, Highway 73 there, and find out what's going on at Premier Livestock this morning. Morning, Rocky. Boy, this is uh, comfortable weather for the cows. Yeah, sure. I mean, even some of these days it gets really warm midday. we got a nice evening and uh, nice cool mornings, that's for sure. Yeah, it really helps out. And I know it's uh, it's been busy already the first couple of days of the week. How things been going? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up. Uh, we had 825 head of feeder cattle on the market. Most of the beef feeders brought a dollar seventy-five all the way up to two sixty-five. Uh, we did have some lightweight beef calves from two seventy to three ten. Uh, most of the Holstein steers a dollar twenty-five to a dollar eighty-eight. Uh, lightweights up to two and a quarter. Uh, bred beef cows sold mostly from twelve fifty to twenty-one hundred. We had cow calf pairs from fifteen to twenty-eight fifty, and the top cow calf pairs were at thirty-two hundred. Uh, beef breeding bulls up to 2300 Keep in mind here, guys, with the holiday there, we threw in two specials back-to-back. Uh, so if you didn't get your cattle in this week, we got another special feeder cattle auction next week, Tuesday, uh, July 18th. We'll also sell bred beef cows and beef breeding bulls. Call in those consignments. Today, Wednesday, uh, we got a nice run of hay. That's going to get underway at 9.30. Nice run of hay and bedding. Uh, we do have one semi-load of western uh, alfalfa. Really, really nice hay there. Uh, then 11 o'clock in, we got a big dairy cattle auction. We're expecting 300 head of dairy cattle with two complete uh, parlor freestall herds. Uh, we got over 200 milking cows in, a nice run of springers, and several groups of certified organic uh, springers and fresh cows. We also have some top fancy, fancy registered Holstein breeding bulls, big enough for cows. Full listing at premierlivestockandauctions.com. There's lots of pictures on there as well, so make sure you check that out. Uh, questions, give us a call. 715-229-2500. Don't forget, we got online bidding through Cattle USA. Uh, also, uh, taking uh, machinery consignments here six days a week, guys. We got August 25th. It's sneaking up on us here uh, for that big machinery auction. Uh, don't forget, we got our horse auction also this Friday. And uh, any questions, certainly give us a call. And uh, that's the way things are shaping up. All right. Uh, looks like some uh, pretty good uh, weather for. Rounding up cattle and getting to the sale barn the rest of the week. Maybe even a little rain. You could still use a little rain over in downtown Lublin, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely could. I think everybody could. So Yeah, I was down around Milwaukee in that area between Madison and Milwaukee, and, boy, the crops look horrible down there. They're green, I but know. they're uneven and uh, really not good. Yeah. I'm all, sure all you... All over. Need the rain. Yeah, hopefully know. it's coming. I know you do a lot of traveling around the state. Where have you seen the worst crops? Seems like uh, southern Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. They um, I was now. in, I was in Minnesota quite a bit the other day, and wow, some of them guys are terrible dry too. So yeah, we need some moisture, that's for sure. Hey, thanks, Rocky. Have a good day. There Bye. he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. We'll find out if any rains on the way. We'll talk to Derek over there at Skywarn Thirteen. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's find out what the weather's going to be the rest of the week as we have fairs going on. Fairs going to get started later in the week. Derek Dahlman's over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Derek. Hey, good morning, Bob. That doesn't look too bad as far as uh, fair weather is concerned. No, not too terrible, especially for today. I am expecting quite a few dry periods. We'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine, but do expect that chance of some scattered showers and storms. In fact, this morning, we're already tracking a complex of showers and storms off to the west, but I think that will mess us and stay mainly south of I-94, but there could certainly be some redevelopment here in the Chippewa Valley uh, later on today. Otherwise, temperatures running a few degrees below average into the mid and upper 70s. For tonight, we'll have just an all chance of a stray shower or storm, partly to mostly cloudy. Lows dip into the upper 50s. And then for tomorrow, it does look mainly dry. We'll have a partly to mostly sunny sky. High temperatures into the low 80s. And then on Friday, we are tracking just a slightly better chance of a few more showers and storms. Once again, a mix of sun and clouds. Those temperatures right around average at 83. Right now, no clear. It's currently 57 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. You going to get up to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair? I am. I'm heading out there tomorrow and i've got concert tickets to see justin moore ah good for you we'll see you at the fair sounds good we'll see you then bob there he goes that's Derek dahlman over there at skywarn 13 taking a look at what's going on in the weather and not too bad 57 right now we like that wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report all right we've got 24 minutes before six o'clock 57 degrees nice morning out there let's get in the newsroom morgan mccarthy is with us good morning morgan hey good morning guys and we're talking about the northern wisconsin state fair and trempole county fair and all the fairs coming up but they pale in comparison to uh, of course what you are all about which is the Boyceville Pickle Festival. When's that? <laughs> You're going to need a bigger wheelbarrow for that <laughs> one. Uh, that is coming up. It's always third weekend in August. Oh, so we got some time to prepare. We have some time to sh- to shine your tiara and get your sash <laughs> ready for your royalty float wave, Bob. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> I think every every community around the area has something going on. Oh, we were just in Elmwood last night. Siggy yep. and the team had a game up there, so we were in Elmwood. Of course, they have UFO days. And... Is that going on now? No, not now, oh, but the but signs yeah, are up, yeah, and yeah. yeah, so all the communities are getting ready for their own special brand of, uh, well, summer fun, yep. that's for sure. We have fun in the summer around here. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines. I know uh, Jerry from Stratford asked you about those fires yesterday, so we're going to start there with an update, and the wildfire in Washura County is actually bigger and more destructive than first thought. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources yesterday said the fire burned 830 acres of land near Coloma. Now, the first estimates were that it was about 400 acres, so far beyond that. Also got an update that eight firefighters were hurt in the fire. One of them was taken to the hospital. The others treated on scene. As far as investigation, it looks like like someone was burning pallets. That's what started the fire, what the DNR saying they could be held responsible for damage that the fire has done. We look across the state when it comes to the business scene, and Wisconsin business owners say they continue to need workers. Some businesses say just less of them. The latest survey from Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce says that just under half of business owners in the state expect to add workers in the next six months. That's down from 68% of businesses last year and 79% two years ago. 
If you're looking for the breakfast of champions, of course, we have to pour some of that loud and proud dairy milk on cereal, and you could grab a box of Wisconsin Wheaties. The pride of Pilwaukee is headed to your cereal aisle of the local grocery store with Wheaties saying they will have J.J. and T.J. Watt on the front of the new box. And then wait, there's more. Turn it around. The third Watt brother, Derek, will actually be on the back of the box. You can find Wisconsin Wheaties on the shelves soon. And as Bob said, of course, he and Jill busy in the barns. Hog show yesterday in the Midway Underway as the Northern Wisconsin State Fair kicks off today. In Chippewa Falls, you'll find a new ag campus, of course, and familiar name, familiar face, familiar voice to a lot of people. Rusty Volk took over as executive director in the fair of 08, saying it was in need of renovation, something he's really enjoyed. I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I get to use all my life experiences to rebuild a fairgrounds. How much fun is that? It's pretty awesome. So, yes, we had to rebuild barns, replace old barns. And finally, after 14 years, we've come to that conclusion to get her done. And the Northern Wisconsin State Fair continues through Sunday. So parents know it's time to dig those old uh, fish bowls out of the closet, get the gravel back in action, and hopefully you have fun on the Midway Funnel Cakes for lunch as we take it back to the barn with Bob Bosold, Joe Welke, and your Midway. West Farm Report on Wax, 104.5. Yeah, and kudos to Rusty and, and his team up there. They've uh, done a beautiful job mm-hmm. putting these facilities together. Well, they've kept kind of the feel of the old, as I said earlier, in the show ring. But now it's all new, and it's really nice. Nice to have that elbow room, too, from what I understand. Well, a lot more room. You bet it is. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. All right, my dear, talk to you later. It's a date. There she goes. That's Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. In fact, we're going to talk to the young lady that had the grand champion of hog. At the Northern Wisconsin State Fair yesterday. We'll do that next. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Grand Champion Hog at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair this year, shown by Brianna Freed. And Brianna, what 4 H club do you show with? Seagull Sodbusters. And this was a big hog show this year at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. A lot of competition, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. How many hogs were there about? Over a hundred. Wow, that's great. Well, you won your class, and uh, you had an awful nice hog. How big was the hog? Three hundred and five pounds. And when you won your class, you came back in for the championship drive, and the judge paid the before you ever selected the champion. He paid your hog quite a compliment. Do you remember what the hog, uh, what he said about your hog? Not really. I was so in shock, I couldn't hear. Well, he called this the secretary to the show. In other words. About 30 lengths better than any other hog. Did you realize your hog was that good? Not really. So when he named your hog the grand champion, what was your reaction? I was so in shock. I was so surprised. I was just so happy. And you had a lot of fan support in the uh, in the crowd, too. Oh, yeah. My whole family was there. So tell me about your hog. Do you remember what the judge said? Why he was the secretary or she was the secretary of the show? You had a guilt in there. You don't remember at all? Uh-uh. You were that excited? Oh, yeah. Well, tell me about your history of showing hogs here at the Fairbrand. How many years have you been showing? Four years. How'd you get started? And has anybody given you some special help to teach you how to show hogs? Yes. Uh, Grant Geesey Show Pigs. Um, he taught me literally everything I know. I could not have won this Grand Champion poster without him. Down in the Alma Center area? Oh, yeah. So what has he taught you? What are some of the things he taught you to do in the show ring to show off your pig? He taught me, um, because showmanship's going to be right after, he told me to go in big circles so that I don't waste her energy. He told me to show all angles of the pig and just stuff like that. How well have you done before in the uh, fair here? This being your fourth year, you ever come close to this? Oh, no. 
Grant really found a good one for you this year. Yeah, but I have won showmanship twice in a year. Well, that's great. So what he's taught you, you put into the show ring. That is great. School will be starting here in a, in a month and a half or whatever. What year are you going to be when you get to Kadat? Um, I'm going to be in eighth grade. Going to be, you're in the Seagull Sodbusters 4-H, going to be in the FFA? Yes. Have you done any other showing besides here at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair? Uh, yeah, I do jackpot shows every weekend. How many of those do you do in the course of a summer? Um, I don't know. They were sick with PERS for a little bit, so we couldn't really show in the beginning, but the best we've done at a show was third place with her. Well, I'd say she recovered from PERS in a big hurry, and she is really the, the secretariat of the fair. What are you going to do with all the money you get from the auction? I'm going to pay off my pigs. <laughs> and buy more for save money for next year? Yeah. All right, what do you want to do in the future when you get out of school? Got any plans made or you thought about it? Not really. You don't want to be a veterinarian or anything? Oh, yeah, I want to be a vet. All right, we'll call her Dr. Brianna, <laughs> and she won the show. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, Dr. Brianna Freed will be the first one to call her doctor when she hangs out her vet's uh, vet shingle. She had the grand champion, again, a 305-pound crossbred here for the Seagull Sodbusters. Again, over 100 hogs at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair Hog Show. And again, Brianna Freed, the champion. Sam Stuffus of Kadat FFA had the reserve champion, a 257-pound crossbred. Beginning showman winner, Bentley Wilichowski from Boyd Reserve in the beginning showmanship. Henry Anderson from Bloomer. Intermediate, well, Brianna said she won twice before. She won a third time. Top intermediate showman, Brianna Freed of Kurdat. And the reserve, Hunter Hilger of Bloomer. Senior showmanship winner, Kennedy Kunai of Stanley. And then Blake, Shel- Blake Sikora of Chippewa Falls was second. And then for the first time ever, just for fun, there were no trophies or anything like that involved, they had the three champions come in for a supreme overall hog showman. And Kennedy Kunai of Stanley won that. So a good hog show yesterday at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. You had uh, you were around the goat show yesterday. How did that go? Yeah, I watched the goat show yesterday morning, and I have some results. So the champion junior went to Emma Krakowski. The reserve champion junior went to Cheyenne Hunt. And the junior, those are the younger goats. And then the champion senior went to Natalie Schuler, And the reserve champion senior went to Waylon Betcher. And then the showmanship, and boy, those are really some good uh, goat showmen out there. The beginning showman was Leo Jurgen, and intermediate was Isabella Giza, and senior showman was Natalie Schuler. And they also went in with the uh, champions for the showman to do an overall champion that turned into Natalie Schuler. And I kind of picked on her a little bit, and I got a little interview with her because she's a real horse showman. But she was showing pigs in the afternoon, and she did the goats in the morning, and I think she's got horses coming in today, and she's just a busy, busy young lady. Yeah, she's going to horseshoeing school here pretty soon, so uh, she'll be horses, horses, horses. That's what uh, her future is. So, yeah, congratulations, and in northern Wisconsin State for officially starts today, and in the rural end, there'll be beef judging this afternoon, sheep this morning, and uh, also this week, other fairs in the area. We have the Portage Portage County Fair. Amherst is starting tomorrow and going through Sunday. And we have the Trimple County Fair starting tomorrow and going through Sunday. All right. Uh, so those are some of the things coming up. It's a busy, busy time. And, in fact, uh, we're busy, too, here. Let's, uh, 
Let's get to some markets, Jill. Where are we going first? Let's head on to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers nefers dollar forty five to dollar seventy three. Choice dairy cross steers nefers dollar forty five to dollar sixty six. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar fifty five to dollar sixty five with a top of a dollar sixty seven and a half. Choice Holstein steers dollar forty two to dollar fifty four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar forty one and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from a dollar seven to a dollar twenty seven with a top of a dollar twenty eight. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy six to a dollar six. Bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy five and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of organic cows sold from $1.35 to $1.63. The bottom 20% of organic cows sold from $1.34 and down. Cold bulls sold from $95 to $1.17. We had a top of $1.19.5. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $330 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $275 to $650 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on Friday, July 7th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifty to two fifteen. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, dollar forty to two oh eight. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to two sixteen. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar ninety eight. Six to three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar twenty five to a dollar sixty six. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, July 28th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got more to take a look at in the markets. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. you got a tractor pullover in your town this weekend. Tell us about that, Jerry. Good morning, by the way. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, in my little town here, Halder Tractor Pull will be Saturday afternoon. We've got a lot of stuff going on Friday evening, too. Uh Little League tournament, a T-ball tournament, and fireworks too Saturday. Weather prohibiting, of co- weather permitting, of course. Mm-hmm. So, well, it looks like it should be a good night for that. What time does the tractor pull start on Saturday? Three, three o'clock. All right, so uh, mark that on your calendar too. If you're over in that part of the country in Marathon County, any and rain overnight? Uh, I don't know, Bob. It was very heavy dew. I took my garbage container out early this morning. The water on top of it. I don't know if it, it seemed like maybe just a little sprinkle, but it's. Uh, you know, all this stuff going on, I know you're a busy man all the time, but, you know, where do we find stuff to do? Where do we find time to do all this stuff when we were really, I mean, you know, you're still working. I'm believe kind of me, believe me, it was a lot easier to do it 30, 40 years ago than it is now, that's for sure. But we, but keep, it, we keep plugging along. Hey, how the market? How the market's gone so far the first couple of days this week? Uh, markets are doing real good, Bob. We'll tell the folks about it. I... Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And a summary from yesterday. First couple of days here at Equity Stratford, uh, we'll start with the market from yesterday, Tuesday. We'll start with the organic market. We sell those cows, organic cattle every Tuesday, high-yielding certified organic cows in yesterday's auction, selling from 165 to 175. Lower-yielding lower organic cows, 155 and below. On the uh, conventional type market cows this week, very strong market, high-yielding fleshy cows uh, this week, selling mostly from 102 to 125. We had some very fancy cows on Monday from 125 to 130, extreme top on 134. That was on Monday. Most of the cows this week so far are selling between 82 and 102. Thinner cows, plainer cows, below 80. Uh, bull trade, most of the bulls uh, selling from 112 to 118. 
A recap on the calf market so far this week. The better quality bull calves are mostly 175 to 375. We did hit 400 on Monday. Heifer calves mostly from 50 to 150, up to 200 on Monday sale. And those beef calves, very strong, continue 325 to 650 and up to 700 on Monday sale. But we are at top of the week already here on Wednesday. Got underway bright and early this morning here in Stratford. Full marketing day, of course, market cattle. Uh, we'll have a lot, a lot of fed cattle today. Most of our fed cattle will be sold this morning. Also, sheep, hog, and goats, uh, baby calves around 11.30. 12.30 will be the feeder sale. Folks, we've got a nice line of feeder cattle. I know everybody's busy, but if you're looking for some good black Angus cattle, uh, we have some lighter weight, 350 to 5 weight black Angus. We'll have some little heavier black Angus steers and heifers weighing from about 6 to 7. Also, bred beef cows today. Uh, and also, we do have a consignment of some real fancy Holstein steers. They're going to weigh around 8. So... Something for everybody today here at the feeder sale, and again, that will be at 12.30. And don't forget our auction tomorrow, full marketing eight tomorrow, 11 o'clock start time. So, Bob, with that, we'll uh, turn it back to you, and I was watching the radar here. Uh, kind of a decent shower west of Minneapolis, but, boy, the southern, all through Iowa, northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, those folks are getting a nice rain this morning, so maybe somebody will get some here around here. It's uh, We got a nice rain the other day, like I said, half an inch, but uh, we could use some more. Absolutely. Everybody could use some more. We'll talk to you in the morning. All right. Well, Bob, um, you got the good spot picked out at the fair to eat? No, oh, there's a lot of good spots. You just got to get reconnoitered with the new uh, new layout up there. But once I figure that out, look out. We'll get her done. Talk well, to you in the take... morning. You betcha, Bob. Have a good one. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's brought to you by the folks at Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. Board of Trade yesterday, rather quiet. Uh, that's before today's USDA report. That'll come out about 11 o'clock. A little higher, a couple cents higher for both corn and beans. And overnight, December corn, another penny higher at 5.03. Oats unchanged, 4.39. December wheat went down 6 to 7 cents overnight, sitting at 6.71. November soybeans up thirteen to thirteen seventy three. Soybean meal up a dollar twenty a ton. December meal at four hundred dollars thirty cents a ton. At the country elevators today, Jill. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corns at five oh six with beans at fourteen eighty two. Northside elevator, loyal location, corns at five oh nine with beans at fourteen seventy two. And in Arcadia, corn is at five oh nine with beans at fourteen ninety nine. All right, and uh, on the DTN screen, uh, down at Golden Plump, corn is 536 a bushel today. Baldwin, Duran, and Mondovi, they all had the corn at 461, the soybeans 1433. Elmwood, the corn is 471 with the beans at 1433. Fall Creek, 451 and 1423. Osseo, the corn is 471, beans 1438. Elk Mound, 504 on the corn, 1468 on the beans. Sparta has their corn at 517. Beans at 1485. Ellsworth, the corn is 451. 1423 on the beans. At the ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville today, 525. Stanley, 501. The New Richmond Grain Facility, 496. Barrel cheese up two yesterday, $1.42. Blocks up five and a half, a dollar and a half. Butter down a half at 248 and three quarters. July class three up six, 1398. August up 34 at 1523. September up 27 at 1628. October up 24 at 1709, November up 4 at 1746. Once again, nice day today. Maybe a chance of a passing rain, but that's mainly to the south of us. 
Heidi going to be about 77. It's a very pleasant 57 degrees. Maybe we'll see you later on at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>